from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Oh, hi. Don't you threaten me with a good time. I know. It'll be an awesome time. Good morning, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George, and Diego. We're all in the house today. We are all inside, live, and in person here in the studio. And it's not raining for five minutes. <sighs> and the wind is not howling. It's still a little moist out there this morning. Oh, it's moist. It's moist. The wind is what's clump. been getting me. Wind, uh, it's going to be a good day. It's a good day to open up uh, the sea zone. I'm sure a lot of people are out there sweating it up right now, getting the, out there in a the, tree the stand. The wind's been getting him. He's only been killing 10-footers and not 12s. <laughs> well, oh, wow, well, yeah. Well, it's just, just it makes it work. You know, a little work. <laughs> At least you're getting to go. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, you're talking uh, a lot of people don't get to go do what you get to do. Feel yourself lucky. Buddy. Yeah, I, I went out this uh, last week for evening hunt for a little bit we spent just a little bit of time on the water saw some really nice gators but they were out out in the chop and by the time i got there with the waves and everything else i couldn't couldn't find the sign once i got there and so we we turned around went and hooked one it's about seven foot Believe and me, Wednesday, the people you went with Wednesday, y'all just about had a stowaway you weren't going to know about until you were on the lake. <laughs> wow. So, Pop I'm out not, of a cooler? What? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> a young stowaway or an older stowaway? No, ball-headed stowaway. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't think they make a cooler that big yet. Just hit. Hey. But, uh, <laughs> I can get into tighter but, spaces now. But oh, yeah. I tell you, the the uh, we did catch one about seven foot let her fight it on a young lady fought it on a fishing pole for quite a while um mom fought it for a while daughter fighting it for a while had a good time got it to the side of the boat looked at it real good and george knocked the hook right off and off it went unharmed and we'll come back and get you in a couple years we'll we'll, yeah so it's going to be a it was a catch and release (laughs) trip it was a catch and release trip yeah yeah just you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you go out there and immediately kill a couple big alligators. They don't they don't have the time to enjoy it as much. It's it's, you know, I got you. Well, at least you had fun. Yeah. Go out, feed a few mosquitoes, have a nice uh, no, picture, picture night. we got off before the mosquitoes got bad. Oh, that's nice. Well, today it's not going to be too bad. I know that you reported lots of boat movement oh across I-4. Uh, people heading out to uh, anything that floats to get out on the water. I don't think there's a Trump parade today, so uh, I think it's just people taking advantage of uh, going to be a good Saturday. Weather's going to turn a little bit tomorrow for sure, and then uh, supposedly uh, the rumor floating around is there's supposed to be a mild, cool front that's going to be pushing through next week. So <laughs> no. I'm looking forward to that. I, I called y'all. And said that I might be heading north this weekend, obviously, with the storms. To to check, check out any, check out to see if Sally flooded you out. And I got a report from my cousin and them that this morning it was supposed to be nice, brisk, 56 degrees. Not bad. This morning. I could and live with that. Yeah. 
That's, I think that's the same temperature for St. Petersburg, that, Russia. Right that'd now. actually be a good day to work and put stuff and, and, and tend to stuff. And my wife last night said verbatim, she's like, uh, or I said that, and she looked at me and she goes, "We should have went." She's like, "I could use some cold weather right now." And I'm like, just I look back at her, cold like, weather. Well, you gotta admit, you know, Lori, that's. Oh, I mean, for Floridians, fifty-seven. 50, yeah. that's, that's cold weather. <laughs> that's cold weather. You know, when you said that, it's a good temperature to go and work in. It, I said it, it all depends on the humidity level. Because if it's still around 85 or 89 percent, it doesn't it doesn't make well, it any more enjoyable. If it's 42 degrees. The breeze is be, what that's. Yeah. Give, I'm, Bill hates the breeze. But I like the breeze. No, I like <laughs> the, breeze. the breeze. No, I, I don't mind a breeze it's just been when you're howling yeah it's been howling it's that 20 something mile an hour with the gusts yeah that's what we're coming back to and it um you know it's it's nice when it dies down for a couple hours and yeah and whatnot and i may have to make a couple night trips i i've been trying to more and more as i get older and older make a morning trip and an evening trip and you like sleeping i i I like i like laying next to my wife yeah. I, I like sleeping. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, it's going to be a good morning for anybody who went out this morning. I know a lot of guys headed out. Zone C, I think our buddy Tony Young, is. Uh, he was all packed up. Everybody's hitting out in the woods, see what they can do for opening day out there. It'd be a, it's a good opening day for a lot of people. Uh, it's it's going to be good weather. It's going to be nice if you're up there uh, in the panhandle area up there where it's going to be a little bit cooler. It'll be nice. It'll Georgia and all them, they were putting some bucks on the ground. If, in my personal opinion, today would be a pretty good day. But if I was a betting man, I'd rather be out there when that little cool front starts to push down through the top of the state. Oh, yes. I would rather be there in front of that bad boy the uh, day before it's going to roar through and uh, the I, I day would, after. Those would be my two days that I'd want to be there. Wednesday I would and be the, the man on the end down here probably agree with me. The rain gear would be packed away. Sure. And it would not become our – let me put it this way. When I got there, I would be there <laughs> till yeah. the, for the day. Yeah. It's amazing how many uh, people won't, won't hunt in rain. It's, you know, once the rain starts, it's headed back to the truck. Well, you know, I, if I'm gun hunting, I really don't care. But archery hunting, you know, you're you're following a blood trail, and you're not knocking them straight down. And if you're in the thick stuff, I prefer to have something where my my sign's not getting washed away. As Maybe well. you should use something other than a you know than a field tip while you're out yeah. hunting or something. <laughs> well, I'm the, hey. Maybe you should like get something that like makes a big hole in there where you know it looks like a water hose <laughs> through the whole area, or drops them right where they are standing. That or. hasn't happened to me in archery so much. Really? Not for me. It seems that uh, a lot of the guys that I know that are out there with some of the broadheads they're using, it, they seem to drop quite readily depending well, on where they yeah, hit. Yeah, I'm just saying over the years, that just hasn't always been the case. Now, that, that deer my brother shot with that buck buster, that, that looked like you turned around and had a five-gallon bucket and was throwing it. but. <laughs> What is your uh, what is your razor du jour on your uh, on the end of your uh, stick there, uh, Jonathan? Uh, I'm going to be shooting the dead meats this year. De- dead meats? Yes, G5 dead meat. I don't know if I have seen those. That's is the is it a fixed blade? It's a mechanical. That is the broadhead that we shot. Uh, jo- well, you know, some one of those let's try some out deals at the shop. 
that we shot through a three-quarter inch piece of plywood, but also going through that three-quarter inch piece of plywood, it went through two other broadheads on the way, and basically the blades got the blades bent. Yeah, but pretty much everything else was intact. So I think that's a sacrifice that most people are willing to uh, yeah to you know, uh, to take. Well, so I I've been shooting the rage, and I know uh, Glenn switched to the Schwacker. Schwacker. Swaggers are good. Uh, the new kill zones, I'm really impressed with those. Uh, <laughs> there's so many different ones. If uh, a guy's looking for a mechanical combination head, um, the Trocar HB that Muzzy makes, I really like it. For people, the guy who has the, well, I'm going to shoot a fixed blade, but I don't, you know, well, I'm not totally against mechanicals. Well, the there's some states that require exactly fixed blades. Yes. And so if you meet the requirements of the state with the fixed blade, but also have a mechanical in there. That's yes. a good idea. It's a little uh, gray area where it, you like to live. Yes. It's not gray. Kind of, sort of. But if you got two little cutting blades. It's black lettering with not so much light on it. It's there. It's on paper. It's kind of dark. I think I know what it says. I'm not really sure. But. To your blood trailing thing, if you uh, have a problem, check out the Florida Blood Trailing Network. That is always a good thing to have in your phone. If you do not have them in your phone, you need to go join the group on Facebook. Facebook. You, uh, matter no of matter, fact, I'm looking at a recovery of an eight point right not, now. No matter where you go in the state of Florida, I don't care if you're up there on the uh, Alabama line, Georgia line, or something like that. They got groups set out through the entire state, and if you're having trouble finding your deer, Bill George. All you have to do is uh, no, no, Ava Swindle last year. <laughs> but you, you know, post on there. Say, is there anybody up here in this area? And uh, they I will th- call you back. They will call you back. You know what? I'll tell you a little more about it when we come back from break because they may not get it that day, but that doesn't mean they give up. Yes. So we're gonna take a fast break. You guys, hang in there. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. They got some great deals going on right now through the month of September. You need to go there and see my boy Brooksy and all the other guys hanging around out there. And if you want to get a nice uh, custom or a lift kit or something like that, they'll do that too. So go see them today. Brandon Ford, we're big and wild. We'll be back. Welcome in, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill, and Diego in the studio today. You remember, you're always welcome to call. doesn't matter what you want to talk about or whatever, or complain or do whatever. It's 888-404-1010. It's 888-404-1010. Before the uh, break, we were talking a little bit about the uh, Florida Blood Trailing Network. It is a group of uh, individuals spread out through the entire state of Florida, it's a good idea if you are a archery hunter or a gun hunter or a muzzleloader, whatever. Um, it's good to have that group in your back pocket in a cell phone somewhere within your group of hunting buddies because, like many, someone uh, makes a shot, uh, kind of runs off, maybe doesn't leave a very good blood trail. Yeah, was, I drilled that thing. It was perfect. It was raining, like uh, Bill George pointed out. It makes it a little bit tougher. 
And I know Using some them dull broadheads. Yeah. Sometimes when you get out there and it's <laughs> raining and nasty, uh, it's easy to get frustrated and you get off track and you feel like you've walked the same ground uh, 86 million times and your buddies are wandering in the wrong direction that you thought it was going off to. And next thing you know, you're scattered around like chickens all over a yard and you just kind of go, well, that's it. It's gone. I lost it. It's done. I you know, can't recover it. It's, it's out of here. Never fail. Never fear. Go out and uh, get on the flood blood trailing, uh, Florida blood trailing network. Ask, tell them where you are. If you're uh, somewhere off of uh, 54 north of, uh, let's say, um, somewhere on Upper Hillsboro, and you lost it. And you say, if there's a guy over here in this area, can you contact me? I lost a eight point or a doe or whatever it is. And they will get back to you, someone within the area, and they'll say, where are you? They may be in the woods already, and they'll say, we can't get there until tomorrow morning, but don't worry, we'll be there. Yeah. And we'll get there, and they'll show up with their dog, and they'll track it down, and then they'll, you don't have to be there. You don't You don't have to stand there waiting for them. I mean, they can call you at work and say, dude, found your deer. Here's a picture of it. What do you want me to do with it? You want me to drag it out or whatever? Or, Literally. You know, and uh, leave it by the road, or you want to get over here on your lunch break, or, you know, and uh, get it out. So uh, not only does it happen here in the state of Florida, but um, when we talk to the guys, the chapter president, they also have them in Georgia, Alabama. They have them in, in different states. So if you hunt outside of the area, if you hunt outside of the state of Florida, it's good to know that uh, they're out there as well to help you no matter where you are. Because you might be in woods that you've never been in before yeah. and you're not too familiar with and they know about, more about it than you do. Well, so. funny story. Ava, like I said, Ava's deer last year uh, made a she made a marginal shot. I mean, that's you know it had like you said it happens. And she we back, backed out. The guy got there, um, and we tracked the deer down. Thank God, because I'd have never found the deer with the way that the way everything worked out. But the funny story about it, the dog that he had where we're at is by the penitentiary up there, of course, just outside of Bluntstown. The dog that he brought out to track the deer with was born at the prison. And the prison's literally five miles from where Ava killed her deer. And so you're it's saying like, he knows the area really yeah, it's, good? <laughs> it's, you know, and it's like I laughed and told somebody, I said, well, I was wondering – how many of his because it was he was from a line of dogs that they had obviously at the prison to you know track people if somebody escaped Mm -hmm. which nobody has ever in my 40 something years i've never really heard of anything or done anything you know like that it's because they they don't have a sign sitting there saying how many people escaped it's not like mcdonald's well it's kind of one of those things too i think with ours i don't think they're going to go in my direction towards the swamp and the river part of it if they do decide to make a run for it but i just laughed and told him that was like the third generation third or fourth generation of dogs that they've had from that deal out there and how long did it take him to find it oh man that dog was amazing why would you not head towards the swamp it would I, after right. what after after the storm, I wouldn't recommend going my Why? direction just because there's <laughs> there's still a few washouts and sloughs and some other well, things just that slowed down the tracking. How long did it take to find the deer? Yeah, <laughs> when he got there, he put it on the track. Probably 
an hour maybe and that was because the bless the dog's heart it had two people mine in your size that it was dragging through deadfalls and over fallen trees and so it was the humans that were slowing him down yeah exactly <laughs> dog oh, the, dog, 10 minutes. the dog was amazing because we were finding sign and everything else like we were talking about with the broadheads and everything else we're finding hair, we're finding sign, we're finding, you know, body matter and stuff like that. <laughs> and the dog, they're the looking dog, at it and saying, oh, look, I found some hair. Oh, I found a boy. Yeah, no, when dog's like, I've been there. Now. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's, and he would, the dog would take off and he would just be going along and all of a sudden he'd make a circle. And guarantee you, wherever he made a circle, you could look down and there was some kind of sign right there. And you didn't never, you never saw it. I mean, yeah. you never found it. Yeah, they're amazing. Well, you know, it's Florida Blood Trailing Network. If you want to uh, join, I would suggest you do it. Uh, it, it may, no, it's it may, a lifesaver. You may not need it, but you, you sure as heck may need it, and it's good to know that it's there. Back before everybody had cell phones, back in the bag phone day, you know, <laughs> George, George had shot a doe one time in archery season in the sw- green swamp, and we lost it, and it it turned around. We we. F- Blood trailed it as best we could and couldn't find it. Took a dog in the next day. Turned out that dog followed the blood trail just like we did, and it was with a group of deer. And some of the deer kept going straight, and so the dog the first time through went went straight with the whole pack of deer. And uh, then all of a sudden, we we ran out. It's like this 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 isn't the same deer, and so we went back to the start. Turned out that deer had gone down, turned double around, back. come straight back down double the trail back. that yeah. it was doubled back on it, and then cut off into a swamp. And that dog found that cutoff the second time. We went, ended up that out in the swamp, way deeper than that dog's mm-hmm. little legs could could yeah. keep it, and found that deer out there with nothing more than its head sticking up out of the water. You know, it had it had expired quickly, but. It turned around and was buried in water. We would have had a hard time following that thing through a swamp, even if we did get on the blood trail. No. Yeah, I, and it helps a little bit when you have a blood trail. I know that I uh, spent a lot of time out with uh, uh, the boys one time. Uh, Jason made a shot on a, on a six-point and swore that it went, you know, that way up the ridge. You know, he, he, went, that, he, went, he went there, and I, I saw him going that way, and he was headed up this ridge, and, and uh, so everybody gathered up and— they were all going that way. I said, where did you see him last? He's like, right. He was right here when I shot. And, of course, we found blood there, but then there wasn't any. And uh, so they all they went where they thought that it went. Like you said, he was with a group of deer that he did not see when he shot the six-point. And it went straight, and the others went off and up the ridge. <laughs> he saw the deer that was going up the ridge, and... Uh, you know, I said, y'all go that way. I'm going to go straight through this way. And I walked about another 60 feet went, here he is. <laughs> yeah. did, what? No way. He went that way. No, no, he went this way. And so, I mean, for a human being, you can be tricked, but nothing tricks that dog's nose. No. Uh, you know, it, it'll it find it and it'll uh, save you a lot of time and effort. How much time did you spend out there looking for that deer that only took the uh, the dog an hour to find? Because oh, it was like you said between making contact with uh, Mike, the guys I deal with are Mike and Cody, making contact with them and them getting out there. Uh, no, but how long did you spend looking for it before the dog came out? Six. That's what I was going to say. About six hours. 
<laughs> yeah, so well, you saved yourself that was, six hours. That wasn't looking. That was going and looking and getting to a point and saying, okay, I need a dog. Yeah. And backing out and then waiting for them because, like Not you said. Not trampling it all up. And yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, that was the that was the biggest thing for me was is we got out there and <laughs> – Everybody spread out and started looking, and I'm like, whoa, 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 come on, back, get back, get back. <laughs> and Jonathan not being the patient one, it's hard to do. So, well, <laughs> it's hard to back out and say that's that's not dad, the right thing to do. Dad, dad, with the you know this and you know this, dad with daughter's first deer and hunting guide, and the hunting guide's got dad with daughter's first deer by the scruff of the neck saying, come on, and dad with first deer's like, shut your face, I'm, I'm gonna find this deer if it kills us. Come bring me a sandwich out here. I'll be out here on my hands and knees until the break of dawn, you know. Water's the worst. I went out, uh, you know, our buddy Glenn shot a big one one time and got a cell phone call, and he was like, dude, can you come help me find this deer? And we were out there. We were wading around and water up to our – he, he could have swore it ran back into the swamp area. So we were just basically walking, doing the stingray shuffle, trying to bump into something that thought maybe he, he'd sunk down and – Never did find him. Never, t- never did find him. But you know, the water started getting around your waist. You're kind of like, eh, 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 I'm kind of done here. <laughs> you know, A little duckweed. Like, uh, next thing you know, we'll be out here with snorkels and masks trying to find find this thing. But after a while, you just gotta kind of give it up. But it's one of those things that, that just happens. Well, we hope it doesn't happen to you today. But if it does, make sure you remember Florida Blood Trailing Network. It's on uh, Facebook. A lot of those guys, um, they'll give you their personal cell phone numbers if you're in a certain area and that kind of thing, so you don't have to go up and post it or uh, have a signal. But you know, you can sometimes it's easier to text than it is to to make a phone call in some areas. So, and like uh, you said, the Facebook, if you put something on Facebook, you will get a response quickly. Yeah, and and even if it's not the guy who's going to kill me and help you, there are uh, a thousand million other guys on there that are like. You know, I, I'm in the area. Maybe I can come help you for a while till uh, you know, till Jonathan shows up with the dog, and maybe we'll find it before then, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it does help a lot. Now, I will say this: I don't remember him telling us I, on private property and places like that if the deer went over a fence, possibly or anything like that. I don't think that they can trail that far. I don't think they can go onto private land. In that incident, incident, you'd have to call. FWC to help you out, right? You have to. I don't think they're going to come help you out. No, wait a minute. No, they will sometimes. If they cross a fence, you got to call the other property owner. Yeah, you got to get in touch with the other I'm just saying, I don't think FWC, FWC can't hardly get them to do certain things right now in the day of COVID. They're not going to go come out there and join you in a deer hunt. Well, it depends. Now, I know (laughs) Officer Nick uh, helped out one year because it went over into state land. That's not the year of COVID. But, but it went over into state land. It went over to where it was a park area. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, how do you get in touch with the oh, state and go, I got a dead deer over there on your property. I need to go get it. And, you know, good luck trying to get a hold of somebody with that information. Yeah. <clears throat> in that incident, I guess it would be in your I room. had to cross onto private property once. I waited for them to come, and I asked permission. Went over, no firearms, no guns, no nothing. Track the deer, grabbed it, drug it back. Well, that helps if they will show up. But sometimes property owners in the oh, state of Florida don't were, live these here. These people patrolled. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to take a fast one, you guys. We are uh, the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends over there at Brandon Ford, right there at the corner of 
301 and Adamo or 60 or whatever you want to call it. Go out there, check it out. They got some great deals going on through September on cars, trucks, all that kind of good stuff. It's all right there for you. Go see them today. We'll be back. How y'all doing? It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for getting up early and hanging out with us this morning. We appreciate it for sure. If you did not know, <clears throat> Zone C is opening up, so we probably have like two listeners. <laughs> so it's all good. Hey, Glenn well, was listening last week in the tree stand. Well, yep. he was. I know I some know. other people were too. Well, it, it'd be nice if you're listening in a tree stand. Uh, I remember we used to call the uh, 800 number, the 888 number, the tree stand line. So if you want to call us from a tree stand and be brave, go right ahead. It's all good. Uh, Wait a minute. Zone C, archery season, September 19th all the way through October 18th. So it's all going on. And uh, believe it or not, crossbow season, if you're going to be out there tromping around with one of those, it actually lasts a little longer. Uh, crossbow season goes from September 19th all the way through October 23rd. And then they uh, start up on the muzzleloader season on the 24th through November. Uh, General Gun uh, in Zone C, November 7th through January que- 24th. Question for the legal department. Can we still hunt archery and muzzleloader together? It depends on where you're at. It has to state it, right? No. If or, you're on a wildlife management area, you may not be able to hunt archery and muzzleloader. But if you are on private land, you could hunt archery. Because I had that question was posed to me this week, and I told uh, I, the person who asked me that question, I said to them exactly, I said, you got to see what the management area's regs are. But Correct. I know on private property that muzzleloader season, they you can hunt with a bow during muzzleloader season. Correct. So... Do you realize that uh, I was just kind of thinking about this, and I was thinking about the last day of the general gun season? You know, there's only like five months out of the year in the state of Florida where you're not hunting deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when you and think about those that, months, there's something else. I know. I mean, when you think about that, how mind blowing that is to the rest of the mm-hmm. country. When you think that uh, there's only five months out of the year where well, we're not, that's well, literally generally through February. Through the end of February to the end of July. I mean, but that's, seriously. But that's because we have such a variety of habitat here. In in South Florida, uh, a lot of that is geared around when the floods come and everything else down there in the water. You know, their their breeding cycle circulates more around the water than the, the moon. Up in North Florida, it's more, more that, you yeah. know, geared towards the traditional rut. Yeah. And, and so you start, what, the end of July in South Florida and end in the end of February Go North Florida. chasing deer yeah. to goblin turkeys. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, you literally, um, uh, and Zone D is is the latest. They have the uh, after season, basically muzzleloader season that goes all the way from. Uh, That's the one that cracks everybody It's from uh, February 22nd through the 28th. So 28th is basically really the last day in and the state of Florida. And, and what's the last day in Zone B? And Zone B is 21st. February 24th. Uh, so, but what's funny is that uh, then when you 
look at when the really last day is of the 28th of uh, February and then the opening day, August 1st in uh, Zone A. I mean, literally, it's a little bit, I mean, seriously, it's like maybe four and a half months well, that, we're, that you're not done in the state of Florida. And it's like Bill said, too, though, like Lake Wales and Bluntstown with me, We've got the 21st is when it's going to end in Lake Wales, and then the 28th is when it ends for me up in North Florida. Yeah. I remember two year, a year or two years ago posting a picture, Super Bowl Sunday, and everybody's all, Super Bowl party, Super Bowl party, click. Here's me in a picture of me and Ava out in a, deer, deer. In a deer blind, and the guy's like, how are you hunting deer? It's the it's, season's over. Season's over. I'm like, maybe where you are. Zone B, buddy. Yeah. Click. Maybe, maybe where you are. <laughs> He's like, yeah. No I, way. <laughs> I, I, I always, it always freaks me out because Zone B is, is the small area in the central part of the state of Florida when compared to Zone C, which is like 60% of the state of Florida right now. Everybody's out wherever you can go. Yep. And, uh, I remember uh, Mike, uh, our good my buddy Mike Pasqualini. You know he's got some property out in the central part of the state, and you know General Gunn. He keeps waiting, chomping, 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 chomping. December fifth, man. I mean, you're 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 deep in the heart of it. By then, you know it's it's amazing how those zones. You go all over the place in the middle part of the state where you think it would be. Well, it used to be, you know, in Zone B, all of that area, and then uh, it well, doesn't start until December. Well, see where his property is, that they really start rutting in yeah. that particular area. Um, the end of December, beginning of January, like I'd say two weeks into January, is they start to really move around. Isn't that crazy? And that's, that's the, Well, crazy. but that's the amazing part, is like Bill said. I've been at Mormon Ranch down there, and like we're talking about, july august i've seen bucks chasing does in the heat you know yeah. and i'm talking bless his little heart we watched a eight point run one <laughs> across two pastures and tongue hanging out and she'd stop late it's like he's like okay honey stop just for a second it's too hot to be running after <laughs> you and this stuff man can't and we're sitting break? there. We were sitting there, ninety degrees, just sweating our butts off. And I'm thinking to myself, sure. "You're out here running around in a fur coat, trying to chase somebody down. Yeah. Have at it, buddy. With no fat and hardly any water around. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, but well, good luck today out there. Just know that uh, if you're new to the state of Florida, I, it's so weird because when you think about the length of our state uh, hunting season, and when someone comes comes up and asks you, "Where should I go?" You literally have to sit there for a minute and think about where would be a good spot to go. Yeah. <laughs> when you have almost an entire year to, to go and do it. It's like, uh, well, let's but, see. What time are you, when, when are you planning on going? I mean, you have to kind of narrow it down. But, it's not like you could just go, well, I'll just run out to the woods February 15th. It's done. Boom, bang, boom, go. Don't don't forget your harvest report log. If you turn around or hunting, you need a harvest report log or have the app or something where you're going to report your harvest. You got to report that harvest before you move it. You can't turn around, haul it off somewhere, and then and then turn around and decide to haul it. You gotta you gotta get that that deer either recorded on the paper or online before you move it. Even on private land. Even on private land. There you go. So that is that's not exception. And that started last year. The new app is uh, much easier. And more streamlined than the old one. 
which was just temporary to begin with, but uh, they had to do something to get it going. Yeah. Um, and well, all, all our Georgia people, I reminded all them about bringing them back across the lines. Yeah. So make sure you have all that taken care of. It still amazes me. I talked to a couple of guys this past week who still did not realize that all that stuff had to be done. I, I think that the FWC has really done kind of a – uh, well, how do, how do you expect job, them man. to communicate that? Well, I, I would think it would be pretty easy. Because okay. The, don't get snipey with me, how, mister. How easy would it be? <laughs> you can go to any uh, postcard company in the state of Florida and get a mailing list of every license holder in the state of Florida. Okay, but they're not license holders in the state of Florida. Well, then you can mail it out to them. I mean, it's easy. No, but Their addresses I'm, you're are talking about the driver's license. Are you explain how they're doing license? it? Uh, this is easy, a hunting license. Okay, but they don't have a hunting license, license. in Florida because they're going to hunt a state that lets you harvest more deer. Well, you can go and get it in Alabama or anybody of those other ones. they got to register there. You can't just go in there and go, my name is John Smith. I need a license. And they go, here you go. Thanks for coming. Go shoot like 85 deer. I don't, I, I really, as much as I'd like to argue with you, it, it, it is the thing that they should be doing because if they, no, if they truly cared, they would do it. But they passed the rule. We did our part. Well, you and know. Georgia. What do you think it was like a band Georgia couldn't. I mean, yes. For both sides, both sides of the argument, I could agree with both of you because Georgia could sit there and say, "Okay, everybody that comes here from Florida buys a license." Hey, FYI, before you take that back across state lines, you gotta have this paperwork filled out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're a Florida resident. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, it's not that hard. And I, I know, like I said, uh, a friend of mine, Scott's wife. That's what she did for a living. She, uh, you know, got mailing lists for God's for, sakes, they for can marketing. Send you, they can send you. Uh, Campaign stuff out the wazoo. They know every dang Republican in the, in the area. <laughs> Trust me, they stuff my mailbox all the time, man. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's all out there. I mean, you're right. If they made the effort, it could be easily done, and it probably wouldn't cost. Oh, and they probably on. could even do a distribution on email, and not even have to pay the postal service. Ta-da! That is so smart. You're against the post office, no. yeah. All right, we're uh, taking a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill, George, Diego, we're in the studio today. Give us a call, 888 888-404-1010. If you want to, you ain't got to if you don't want to. We're brought to you by your good friends at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. Listening to our conversation, Braden, Jonathan, and uh, Bill George and Diego in the studio today, enjoying a uh, beautiful Saturday. A lot of folks in the uh, woods today, of course, with the opening of uh, deer season in Zone C, and of course, it's going to be a beautiful day in the neighborhood. So, run, deer, run! So a lot of people are uh, also out hitting the water here on the west coast, and a lot of guys out uh, doing as they always do, tournament fishermen. Met a, a bunch of guys out; they're having a big. Uh, Having a big tournament on Cricket Lake today, and they were all talking about how high the water is. How high is the water, Mama? Three feet high and rising. And he's like, man, that boat's already floating before your back tires even get <laughs> on the ramp. It's uh, in some areas, it's it's really bad. But um, 
good luck to all those guys who are out there. But they were talking, you know, you got to listen to the experts. When they come in there, usually Friday is a really good night to be standing around talking with fishing guys because they'll be. You'll figure uh, out where to go and where not to go. And uh, with the water as high as it is, it was amazing how many were in there getting a bunch of uh, weedless topwater type material. Frogs, poppers, uh, things that you could throw amongst the weeds and get up because they were getting ready to get out there and get back in it. Well, there's two things. Anytime you turn around and have a lot of rain in that, any of your creeks. I can can remember Glenn right there in the backyard, that little creek that comes out into his lake there. When that water's moving, those fish are just stacked up at those creek mouths waiting and... They're just waiting for all that stuff that gets flushed out. In addition to that, all that area that turned around and got flooded is full of insects and sure. other stuff that is waiting to be eaten. And so they run all up there into that flooded area and start start feeding on that stuff. That's new ground, man. I got to go up there and explore that kind of stuff. So uh, I know a lot of guys are going to be heading up that way. And I um, saw uh, my boy Ryan Cooper. Uh, he was going out. He's going to be fishing in the tournament t- today out at Crooked Lake. Of course, he's the owner and proprietor of the Bascarilla baits out there, well, and he's going to be out listen, there slinging and winging out there to see if he can't fill you, the boat. You need to make sure that when you're turning around and you're you're talking to these people, that you're getting some alligator uh, reconnaissance information at the same time. Well, now you tell me. I yeah. mean, uh, I mean, uh, well, I, we still I have another. Them. What do you want to know? Uh, there's two people I know that live on Crooked Lake. You know. <laughs> Well, there are some that give up that information freely, uh, especially the guys that I know that uh, get way back in the in the thick nasty because alligators like bass, like you said, when that gets floody like that, those alligators like to get back in there and look for new ground as well. Especially when there's a good chop on the lake and they want to get out of the, the chop, they go up into some of that sure. flooded area. Now they're in shallows and they have a hard time hiding. Well, I, I, you know, the big thing, of course, one of the stories from Hurricane Sally wasn't all the devastation, all the boats and everybody that got their butts kicked. It was, of course, the big alligator that the woman filmed, you know, going down the street. You know, I think it was like a 12 footer, maybe 12 and some change. So, of course, you know, that made the news. Look, there's a giant alligator in the streets of wherever it is, Alabama. And, uh, you know, it was it was all over okay. the media. I know we take it for granted because we live amongst them down here. So for us, but can you imagine the rest of America that sees that? You know, they're looking like, oh, can you believe that? There's alligators in the if street. Only, if only it would keep the yuppies from moving into the country. Yuppies. <laughs> yuppies. Yeah, the yuppies I said it. Into the country. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I just said. <laughs> Uh, just, all them, all them people that gripe and complain about everything else—they move out in the country, and you know, they make fun. Then of they want to bring the, the city. They, there. They, they make fun of us, but yet they run their butts out there as fast as they can and try to get away from all that nonsense. Sure, yeah, get out there on them two-lane roads that are all choked with the cars Sorry. and stuff now. But anyway, I wanted to bring up uh, Ryan Cooper because when he came in here, uh, came in yesterday, he dropped off a little. Uh, uh, card and I took a picture of it and put it up on our Big and Wild page. Uh, his son uh, Ty is um, in the uh, Bass Junior Series tournament trail. He and his partner, and Ryan is their captain. And I was like, dude, that's is that fair? That's not really fair. <laughs> you got a guy like custom him. designed baits. Yeah, and uh, and fishes literally every 
chance he gets. And uh, that's that's not fi- that's product testing. Yeah. But, you know, he said he's the driver, as we did when we, you know, sponsored uh, Strawberry Crest teams and all that stuff. You know, dad's out there driving the boat, and you're not allowed to fish, and it drives him absolutely insane. You know, yeah. because, uh, you know, the worst thing he could do is be a fishing dad. It's almost like a gymnast dad. If your dad was a gold medal gymnast and you're out there trying to do your best, and, uh, you know, he's got, you know, ribbons and stuff hanging on the wall, and it's like, uh, I, I just have no. to sit here and be quiet. I what? can't do anything. It's like, my cousin, flip, well, flip over there. Flip are, over they, there. are they allowed to give advice? I think that they're allowed to yes. give you advice and, you know, flip and go over there and change your bait and do all that stuff. Landing and all that stuff like that, you have to. Because my, co- my cousin was one of the ones for Crest, and that was, he said the first couple of tournaments, it was like nerve nerve wracking is not even the word for it. It drive me insane. But uh, his kids, if uh, if you would like to uh, sponsor those kids, if you want to sponsor uh, Ty Cooper and uh, Landon, uh, you can go there and look on the uh, page on our Facebook page and help them out and uh, throw a couple bucks their way. And as we know, uh, those kids, they live and die by donations. They really do. And uh, they only need a certain amount to cover all the expenses for entry fees and things like that. And and going all over the state because these kids, they compete hard. I mean, uh, they're not just out there, you know, Zebco 202 in it out there for some brim. Well, I'm, I'm really glad to see, you know, sports like that in, in school. Um, you know, uh, as much as Jonathan may have liked football, I, I, I turn around and I like those sports uh, that are a little less uh, beat your brains up and, uh, you know, <laughs> Well, they used to have those. Now, you know, archery has been taken out of a lot of schools, especially it, here in Pinellas County. And uh, But you know, it's in Polk County strong. Sure it is. But I never could understand why they didn't have, like, saltwater fishing teams here, you know, for the Redfish Series or a junior fishing tournaments or anything like that over here. Because you're, I mean, we're Pinellas County, call it what you know, peninsula all you want to. It's actually an island. It's cut in half. I mean, I don't know how many bridges you have to cross US-19 that go all the way out to the Gulf of Mexico. But... Uh, and they wouldn't do they, they none of that I don't stuff know if here. I feel welcome here since they're taking down your tower over there that says welcome to you know yeah that was five hundred thousand dollars well spent wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> never mind sorry taking <laughs> taking down the giant St Pete Peni I mean it's, that's it's, uh, disgusting it's, it's it's progress man whatever you gotta get out of the way of the new span yeah this speaking of new spans uh, you know what and the first thing my brother. God love him. You know, it's the same thing when they were building the pier. You know, he doesn't care about how much it costs. He doesn't care about the roadway or Fishing. what, if they're, or if they're going to put a high-speed rail across the middle of it to Orlando. And stuff. He goes, "Are we going to be allowed to fish off of it?" Priorities. <laughs> That's all you care right. about. You know, being able to get out there and uh, new structure. This because we all miss the catwalk that used to be on Gandy. You know, sure, we used to be able to sure. go out and fish on that. So, but uh, I turn around. I. I was watching the news when the hurricane was hitting North Florida and coming across the bridge today. I think about all those cranes that are out there, okay? They're out there to work. How do you, when you have a hurricane coming, oh gosh, okay, you have a hurricane coming and you do not move the barge and the crane off of the side of the bridge and you let the, the crane comes down and hits it, then the barge breaks loose, the barge breaks loose and knocks out a section of your bridge. How do you not take that away from where it's at? Do you the want an hurricane. Do you want an answer? You knew the hurricane was coming. Do you want an answer coming. for that? Yeah. Union guys don't work in hurricanes, brother. 
They should make double time. Well, I'd volunteer for it if I was going to make double, triple uh, union wages. I'd be all like, man, you need somebody to move that barge? Give me an Evan Rude 99 kicker. Let's go. Listen, a lot of those guys would be more than happy to go move that barge. And bless their hearts. There's a lot of them that do do it. If you turn around and you look at what people have to do and look at, okay, the military. How many days do you think military was moving planes out? From up there, oh. and, and how many days ahead of that do you think they were moving planes off of bases? Oh, and the Navy too. Okay, I mean, they're moving ships, they're getting uh, everything out of there. Yeah. Okay, it's not like all of a sudden this thing, like the No Name Storm, popped up out of nowhere and just walked you. Mm-hmm. Okay, you knew it was coming. <laughs> Put yeah. your boom down. Well, you know, it's it's you know makes for great news. So it's like alligators, yeah, alligators and, and barges. That's all you need to know about in hurricanes. <laughs> alligators in the streets, barges under bridges. It's all I just, good. I looked at that and it's like, why was the boom even up? Why was it, it just? I just like the fact that we're out of names and that we're now having to go to the Roman or Greek alphabet to uh, to name storms now. So now we have Beta out there running around. You know, the only hurricane that I'm going to fear is when it develops in the uh, in the middle of the Atlantic when they name it Alpha. And Omega. That's the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. That's the one you want to be worried about. <laughs> you notice they skip those two. Yeah, go to Alpha. I am the Alpha and the Omega. All right, we're going to go ahead and evacuate now. I think we're going to go to Utah. <laughs> That's where you end up going out there. Well, anyway, we don't have to worry about any of that stuff right now, okay? I mean, uh, the Gulf I Coast, I, I talked to my aunt. She's up there in Pensacola. and she was out um, of her uh, power and stuff for about uh, two days, and I think she finally got uh, power and um, if you're listening, her internet back yesterday. So we, you know, could please at least be with careful her. with the power with all the linemen and people out there. Please, please, please be careful. Oh, that's good. Well, did I, you didn't give us a full report? So you get you guys, Bluntstown made it unscathed. Uh, water. All we've. So far, so far, the reports I've gotten from the cousins and everybody is water, water. We are definitely good on water. So you need to dig a big old pond. That's what you're saying. Um, that's in the works right now. Dig a big old pond out there and use all after, that dirt. After the timber's harvest, believe me, there's probably going to be a, a very, very substantial bass slash duck pond Uh on the property. You should dig that bad boy all the way down to the aquifer. So that sucker down there about, you know, 9, 60, 80 Stair feet. step. Oh, I've got a spot that Stair everything that goes. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's, there's a spot in the property where everything on one side of the property, it's perfect because there is a spot that basically all the sloughs, ditches, everything just. It's Funnels the one, to one area? It's the one low spot on the property, and let's just say it was God perfectly placed it where he did. For a good five-acre pond? Five's a start. <laughs> so you could do deer hunting and bass fishing all in one place. Combo, baby. That'd be nice. I like it. What? Oh, it's the top of the hour already? Holy moly. All right. We're going to take a fast one, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Stay right where you is, because hour number two is just right around the corner. We're brought to you by our good friends over there, Brandon Ford. Go see him today. Get a car or truck. Something that'll make it through the water. If you need a lift kit, they'll do that over there for you. You can drive through like four feet of water be all good. Just like, hey, y'all. All right. Slow. Yeah. Yeah, don't create a wake. We'll be back.